0: Who are you and what can people expect from what you do and the content that you make?
1: My name is Liz. I, On my own Twitch channel, I share what I'm learning and share what brings me joy. Um, it's mostly 3D printing content. So whether I'm learning new methods or I've, I've created a model or I have models that other people have, have made, um, I share that. Uh, I also and the executive producer for MakerDeck, which is a 24 seven Twitch channel that uh, showcases up to 10 makers and what they're making simultaneously. So I, I manage that and um, help get the volunteer, keep the volunteers motivated and uh, work on all sorts of things behind the scenes with MakerDeck as well. And so that's, what I do most of the time on Twitch, if I'm not visiting other Twitch channels during the day and and whatever else.
0: Amazing, you keep pretty busy then at this point between your channel Maker Deck, everything that it takes to keep that going, particularly because Maker Deck is a 24/7 thing. I imagine that takes up a lot of your time. 3D printing is such a huge part of your life, from what I can tell here. Mm-hmm. How did you get into it? What kind of brought you into the hobby?
1: Well, it's actually all Chris Perillo's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Chris Perillo, uh, he started 3D printing, I think, in 2021. I was a mod on his channel. I've actually, this November will be 10 years since I met Chris. Wow. I watched YouTube. I cut the cord probably around 10 years ago. um, And I was watching YouTube content And I found out that there was a YouTube film festival, which actually is going into its 10th year. Um, It's called the Buffer Festival in Toronto. And I went as a volunteer and I had watched some of Chris's vlogs. So I met him there, started talking to him. At that time, he was running an event called Blogger Fair, which was for people who vlog. And we were chatting in the lobby and people were coming in. And I said, oh, that's this person. That's that person. That's I remember people. I'm good at people. And he said, oh, you really, you know who everyone is. I'm like, yeah, I watch a lot of content and I just remember these things. Fast forward to, that was November of 2013. Wow. So uh, January of 2014, he asked if I wanted to help out with his event. And then I actually ended up helping to produce that event for four years. COVID sort of cut us off uh, from doing in-person events. Yeah. But we did a series that wasn't just for fans of people who vlogged, but we also did an education series for vloggers. We had a vlogger day where we had people come in and do workshops and we created content that was aimed at people making their experience as uh, YouTubers a uh, better. It was pandemic time and everything, and um, I had I was modding for Chris, and he got a 3D printer. So by February of 2022, Fixem Dude, who was in chat, and Krusty, they s- equipped me with a 3D printer, and I got hooked. April of last year, Chris and I started Maker Deck. Chris, of course, created Maker Deck, and then I hopped on. And um, so I started 3D printing in full force. And by last fall, I had started, uh, We. I also have, sorry, I forgot to mention, I do also have a, a show that I do once a week with Zombie Hedgehog called Z and Z. So that's our, that's where we share our experience 3D printing. He's more into like, the really nerdy side of stuff. And I'm into the learning and creative side of, of, of it so we have a fun mm. balance and yeah so I've been 3D printing attending 3D printer 3D printing events um, they're called rep rap festivals um, and just heavily involved in that aspect of the community for the last I guess since uh, for over a year now yeah. <laughs> year and a half
0: that's quite the trajectory in terms of, like just of the context of 3D printing like you went from cool i got this printer and then now you are doing all of these things you have a show you're yeah. you're managing a channel that's 24/7 you're doing your own uh, content on top of that that is that is an impressive i would say just amount of things to do on something that you just jumped into well just is a, a bad word here in terms of like it's it's now been a couple years at this point but the or yeah but, but it only
1: the... takes a spark. It right. only takes a spark. And then.
0: Yeah. Then you're yeah. just, you're just in it. And so that's, that's wonderful. Uh, what made you just realize that this was like the thing for you?
1: I think the, the it's actually, strangely enough, the first printer that I, I have, I actually just gave it away for adoption because it's not the best printer. Um, Fixing it, fixing it, and working on it, uh, and seeing the the result, the fruit of the of my labor. From from uh, it was not self leveling. There's a lot of things about three D printing that you know are you know stressors, and being able to fix the printer and see the final product. But the way that I was handled by people who were helping me, no one said you have to. Three D printing is very like every 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 printer is very unique, even if you have the exact same printer as someone else. So there's all these little details and, and little things and troubleshooting. And the fact that someone like Krusty or fix said, you'll figure it out. Here are some resources, but you'll figure it out. That confidence in me, I think that was the first time I ever had that experience with, yeah, people just being confident that I could figure it out. And that drove me to want to, uh, invest in a, a a different, more reliable printer, and even with that one, I had you know had um, had to work on. But I think the whole process of the tinkering that's involved, but also tuning everything in with three D printing, it's not just press a button and go. You have uh, filament to think about, all the different types of filament. You have to take your. You have to make sure the model is is something that you're able to to print. So if it's something that's more complex, you need to add supports. So there will be supports that are printed. Um, if you want to change colors, there's there's code for that. There's all sorts of things involved, and that whole process is very zen, I find. Um, and seeing those layers go down. It's a very it's a very yeah zen process. And then of course you get to tap into your creativity, whether it's printing someone else's models, or now I've started um, making my making my own designs and and sharing them.
0: I love that. I really like how you encapsulated all the things that you enjoy about three D printing. And it, it, it it's very much Full of a couple different aspects of it, right? Because you have the like the technical aspect you, you mentioned, the tinkering of it, and I've heard I've heard this from people in the hobbies. Can you have to enjoy like the the tinkering part of it, being able to like
2: yeah. go
0: over and <laughs> kind of make make something happen if it's not quite doing what you want it to do? And then, like you said, there's the creativity portion of like making or designing the models, or you know, getting those the way you want as well. So it, it sounds like there's these. Multiple facets of it that really appeal to you in terms of growth of 3D printing on the twitch side of things, what has that looked like uh, since since you've started managing content in that space how how has that grown
1: um, I think it's it's a it's a really interesting uh, space mm. because uh, this time last year we probably had about thirty percent more Uh, people streaming Uh, but people discovered that maybe uh, streaming this content um, wasn't necessarily or streaming content in general wasn't necessarily for them but Mm. they at least you know got their toes wet but some of those people also went from doing live streaming to doing uh, you know content that's specific you know uh, recorded videos for YouTube or some people have uh, turn things into podcasts or or reviewing. I, I see a lot of variety, which is really nice. Uh, you'll have someone, like, as I mentioned, Zombie Hedgehog, who's always building a new printer, always tinkering with something. Someone like Krusty, who doesn't always stream on Twitch, but he'll pop up and he'll have a new printer that he's putting together. You'll have uh, people that uh, like to showcase other people. BC, uh, 2, 3D, and Royal Nomi. They do a lot of sharing other people's uh, other people's makes and projects. There's, I-, I could name a whole bunch of different people. Digital Dragon, uh, Luke. He streams Saturday mornings pretty much from 10 in the morning until sometimes till 5. He's always building a printer or doing something. And people just watch for the, you know, go into the chat and have the conversation. And then, of course, we've got Maker Deck, which is, other types of making too, but a lot of 3d printing and in maker deck, I find that's where people come for troubleshooting, Mm -hmm. uh, come to find out who else is streaming Mm -hmm. and, and, but a lot of help Mm -hmm. and they use our discord for, for help. Um, then of course, you know, there's, there's what I do with my streams. And I, I basically say I, I do what I feel like sharing what brings me joy that day because, uh, no matter what happens in life, you know, it, you've got to you've got to show things that that make you happy, and people can share what what makes them happy.
0: It seems like there is both the depth of three D printing involved in a lot of the work that you're doing, as well as like the breadth of it, like all the things that you can do. Because there's all these aspects of of the hobby. Like you just said, you know, you named off all these amazing people who are involved in the different ways uh, that you can be, and there's even more ways you could be involved in it, it seems like. For you, what what do you tend to zero in on the most? You said, you know, especially on your, your own personal stuff, in the moment you talk about the things that you're enjoying, are there any things that you gravitate to more than others?
1: Um, it's actually something that's complained about sometimes, but I really like to celebrate the projects um, and the models that people that i know are making i've been really fortunate to be able to sort of t- to network and i know people that design models that live all over the world now we we all have hangouts on discord and we share projects with each other so i tend to overshare stuff that my friends are doing but it's just because it's so incredible like these dragons yeah. People, I guess, in the podcast can not see, but I've got dragons hanging on my wall yeah. that were designed by by Wexter. He lives in Croatia, so I mean, there's there's a, this is a, a little Frankenstein. You know, I have a little Frankenstein bear that's designed by Bugman. He he lives in the UK. I designed this coaster, you know. Yeah. But there's it's really fun to be able to share things that, uh, especially you know, people that you know have created. The other thing that I like to do is make people feel that anyone can start 3D printing. I I, am sort of an advocate for females in the space. I think that we we do need more, more women in, in, in these, these types of spaces and for them to feel capable of doing these things. And it's not just, you know, print pretty things. I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of practical printing. So I, I showcase that as well. Uh, Again, as I mentioned with, with Z and Z, we, try to hone in on a, on a topic where people who have had, who struggle with something like whether it's leveling their bed or what filament to use for what project was Ian said, we, we try to tackle one problem at a time when we do our shows. So we do a lot of research and then sometimes we'll, we do other things like we interviewed uh, when Hueforge Forge came out. Hueforge Forge is a new thing where people are, using very, very thin layers to paint with filament. So you take an image into this, this software and it, um, it determines the transmissive distance of the filament in order to basically paint using very thin layers with filament. So a typical, a typical 3D print has many, many layers. Even something like a coaster that has a design on it it's 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 fairly thick there's there's a lot of layers mm-hmm. but with something like hueforge which is a whole like a new thing which is really fun it's very thin wow you know so so you're talking like 20 layers 25 layers at the most this this is a dahlia that i actually it's a photo of mine that i transformed with you a know, filament into this image that's Hopping on things like that—it's really fun. And we're also—we sort of—I like to talk about things that are, yeah, things that are new or things that I really enjoy that enable other people to do things in 3D printing.
0: Pretty amazing. Every time I drop by or lurk in your stream, it's definitely a lot of—I do end up seeing new things or things that, you know, admittedly, you know, I'm not. I'm not as into the hobby or as knowledgeable so uh I often find myself going oh that's really neat never seen that before but it also sounds like you're also kind of on the like the 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 bleeding edge of like what is going on in the hobby finding all these different avenues of printing or just styles of printing as well how do you find keeping up with all that how does that like how much of your time is spent just even finding new things and digging into them.
1: It's become a passion. It's something that I'm I'm really interested in. If I don't understand something, I I am very fortunate to have this this whole wealth of, of friends and 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 colleagues that that understand things a lot more than I do. But I yeah, I keep I keep up on all the different podcasts and and other streams and content on YouTube, there's all different types of creators and and what they share. Everyone has their, everyone has their own space. Like one person that I really enjoy the content from is filament stories, Courtney. Uh, And she, she talks about filament, but she also talks about the newest models. She talks about the newest methods of, of doing things, the newest printers and and things like that. So uh, yeah, following other content creators and also just social media in general, that's that's how I sort of keep track of things. And the one thing that I should mention, my favorite thing about 3D printing is, the, my favorite thing about any hobby I've ever been involved in or anything that I've been passionate about is people. I'm really interested in, in uh, people and how they got into 3D printing. Um, I just saw someone in chat say that I didn't know this. This is someone that I talk to almost every day that it was seven years of, uh, of Alcoholics Anonymous that got them into 3D printing. I know one person that it was uh, cancer treatments, they got into 3D printing, some people it was COVID. But I tend to absorb their stories and I'm interested in, in the human aspect of it. People can go into, people like to play a game, like if we're in a hangout or something, or what if I'm streaming, they're like, tell me about this person. And I can probably tell you like what their dog's name is and things like that. I'm I'm really interested in in the human aspect of it. That's, I think I I get more out of that than even all the stuff that I, I print and do.
0: Thank you for pointing that out. And I, I think you and i feel the same way i think in terms of the context of how we approach uh in my case content creation and lego and things like that in your case 3d printing as well as the other spaces that you're in is it's really the it's the people involved that that make it
1: absolutely yeah.
0: make it for you and so i'm glad i'm glad that we share that cuz i i think that's definitely uh the part that keeps me interested in in my hobbies as well is is that connecting with the other the others that are around me who love the same stuff that that I'm yeah, into. Exactly. Yeah,
1: I have only ever built uh, maybe one Lego set and a couple minifigures, but I watch all the Lego streamers. <laughs> I, I enjoy it because they are really interesting human beings. They're very engaging human beings. Uh, same with uh for example moco made which also st- they stream every day during the day i love seeing people's projects i think yeah. it's really interesting to see other types of making and and what people are what people are doing i just i find it i find it really yeah but it's it at the end of the day it's about the humans it's about the people there's like there's people in chat and we talk about what we're going to have for supper every day, you know, like it's, it just, it becomes uh, you know, it they become part of your routine with uh, AZ Pinoy, we're always talking about if I've had coffee yet, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. things that, that uh, yeah, it's, it's that human connection. And I think that's, that's the difference between just showing like a 3d printer printing or showing hands on a Lego set that we, we have seen as content um, on Twitch and also for YouTube and things like that. I think that the human element of of all of this is what keeps um, keeps a lot of people going.
0: Couldn't agree more. I definitely feel the same way. And I think that's what we both share that in terms of like what keeps us also invested in the things that we're involved in here on Twitch and in, in the the communities that we're involved in. I love that. In terms of like keeping up with with all all of the people, uh, what are the best ways to do that? And I I, I kind of know the answer here, but I'm I'm going to ask you like how how do you get plugged into all of this? At least in respect to the communities that you're involved in.
1: Um, I think just being present. Uh, um, I I we tend to use Maker Deck. Like a lot of people tend to use Maker Deck as sort of a hub. So if someone is live, uh, we will go in and we'll actually be the people that say, um, uh, we have a we have a I'll explain. Maker deck is the antithesis of what Twitch really is, because people go into MakerDeck to say that someone's live, which takes them away from MakerDeck. We always says open oh, we always say open in a new tab and watch, but it's 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 sort of a a a landing space place for people to sort of, to advertise what other people are doing. So a lot of the way that I consume content is when someone says that someone's live, obviously you've got your, you know, uh, you've got your notifications and all those sorts of things for Twitch and also my general social media, but, um, yeah, using maker deck as the hub for that is, um, is the way that I tend to consume a lot of content. Yeah. and because I was watching other people's content um, you know I, I still tune in still you know I still still tune in like I, I normally do especially people who have um, regular schedules and either early in the morning not not so much anymore but late at night those those are the types of streams that I tend to catch more than anything
0: I really like how you point out that Maker deck is, I'll, like you said, the antithesis of what you expect on Twitch, because it collectively shows whoever's on at the time, and then you can then use that as the way of pushing them to the other people that are now live or doing their thing on on the platform. I really, I really like that because you you're using this platform to kind of to kind of push everyone to to those places. Uh, which is, like you said, it is it, is generally not how it normally works here on no. <laughs> on Twitch, right? So, I would say, uh, you know, Maker Deck. Let's talk a little bit about Maker Deck, and you know, we covered the fact that it's a a twenty four seven channel uh, that showcases other creators whenever they're doing something. Up to ten, as you mentioned, you know, you started you you with you know you and Chris started this in terms of how it's grown since then, what are kind of some of the things that you've learned from trying to get this off the ground? What, what uh, are some of the lessons that you've, you've walked away with?
1: Uh, One is you can't please everyone. I am a people pleaser and it has been one of the biggest struggles I've had. There's misunderstandings that are very easy when you've got people of uh, all over the world, all different time zones, all different types of personalities. You've got lots of neurodiversity, especially in in three D printing and making. Uh, I, I know Chris and I both have had to sort of step back and understand uh, and and reimagine what Maker Deck is. Every step of the way, we both had very challenging uh, personal lives in the last in the last year this time last year my life was completely different it was yeah. almost completely different and and i was going through just a lot of a lot of different stresses and stuff so we've had to sort of pull back from grand plans and ideas that we had and sometimes just let things roll so yes can't please everyone things are always going to change you have to really value other people's time the other thing that, that I've really learned and embraced is being able to take other people's um, other people's uh, advice and criticism the right way, but also learn how to work with other people's skill sets and other people's strengths and balance those with your weaknesses to just get things going and 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 make things run on a daily basis, but also for for larger ideas and larger projects, I've had to sort of, uh, what did I say at one point? I said, the first year of Maker Deck, it was my baby, and I did not want to leave my baby at daycare ever. I This is my big, it was my biggest mistake, and I will freely admit it, is I never left it alone. I did not. People, people had, you know, volunteers took shifts to manage things, but I didn't leave it alone, and I also didn't accept a lot of um, help. While I was burning out personally, I also started to burn out uh, when it came to Maker Deck too. So learning how to step back, um, that, was, that was a big lesson that I learned in, in the last year or so. And now that things have sort of calmed down, um, at least for me, I'm able to sort of bring other people in to do, to work on different aspects. Um, And I think that that's going to bring MakerDeck 2.0 in the next, in the next couple of months and see, see how we can uh, see how we can go. Yes. The art of delegation is not, not one of my strengths. I've always been the person that um, I, in the past, I was an executive assistant. So it was always take charge of the things that, Things that were delegated to me, but take full responsibility for those things. So that's something I've had to learn. And um, also building building good teams and and uh, keeping them motivated's that's been that's been something. The other thing that um, has been a significant challenge for me with Maker deck and I think with, with Maker deck in general is we see these 3D 3D printers. It's the easiest form of content on Maker deck because you can turn your camera on, turn your back, maybe go into chat, say what you're making and, you know, be part of the discussion, but you can go off and do whatever you'd like to do for the rest of your day
2: Right.
1: to get other types of creators. It, that takes scheduling. That takes asking and re-asking that takes reminding that takes uh, recruitment. And that's, I think that's going to be the next major, uh, major phase of what we're doing with Maker Deck is really actively recruiting outside of 3D printing. We've had people do Lego. We've had people, you know, we've had all sorts of things. We have someone that's coming on almost every night and doing cross stitch. One of my friends has spun wool on Maker Deck, but it's having that more consistent and finding a way whether we add it into um, scheduled programming or or we simply just. Keep on inviting people and 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 hope that that's that's how it works out. So that's that's the biggest challenge right now.
0: Thank you for that <laughs> insight. There, it sounds like there's there's definitely a lot there. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot going on, and it definitely sounds like a lot of uh, collaboration, delegation needs to happen to make this successful, and that willingness to. Get everyone together and, and focus on, uh, you know, for the lack of a better word, the mission, right? The mission of Maker Deck in this sense, in this community, how to bring them uh, together to, to do this, to make this happen. Yeah, the, cool. there's
1: a joke, and actually, Zombie Hedgehogs in chat. Yeah. He used to go into every single stream and say, "What is Maker Deck?" <laughs> and and the honest answer is, it's it's ever evolving. It really is. It's an ever evolving uh, answer. I've had to sort of come to terms with that and and learn that. And yes, I can say it's a twenty four seven stream of makers uh, sharing what their their projects and stuff like that. But it's yeah. there's so many there's so many levels to that. I've seen in the last, you know, in the last year, our discord grow really strong. Um, I thought that uh, we would be on Instagram all the time sharing projects, but it's, but that's not what we're doing. You know, we're, mm. we're, we're sharing in different ways. We had a uh, regular daily programming for a while, and then there was some feedback that it was a lot of the same voices. So we sort of stepped back and we're like, until we have more than the same voices, let's Let's take a look at this. So, yeah, that's why I said that's why we're we're sort of doing things in phases. Yeah. I guess the other thing that I've learned is sometimes you just have to let things ride for a little while and then introduce something, you know, introduce something new gradually. So.
0: It sounds like there's and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like there's been a lot of different things you've tried uh, on Maker Deck and tried to see how that would work out, then realized that maybe it's not working. Let's take a step back, try something else, keep what's working and and mm-hmm. kind of you know, do this this little bit of not testing per se, but this just straight up iteration, right? You're trying to get through to see what is actually working for the channel and the community. Yeah. Yeah. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: I like that a lot. And I think yeah. it takes a lot for you and chris and everyone else on the team who's making this happen to stop and and examine how it's going and say you know what maybe we should change things maybe maybe this initial direction is not what we want to do because maybe there's a better way right
1: we're yeah we're seeing how things have how things have changed and like i said there's a lot of opinions and a lot of personalities involved and then you'll find sometimes that there's people that have, everyone has, has, has sort of an idea. Sometimes people have their own thoughts on how, uh, the definition of, of community, uh, the definition of even what the definition of sponsorship is, um, and, and, and different things like that. And, um, also it's, when it comes to things like sponsors and bringing in partners and stuff it's very interesting challenge because i can say we have close to 500 makers in over 40 countries but you have to be able to provide metrics for those sorts of things we have been really lucky to have had some some really um, great partnerships with companies to sponsor makers having projects and things like that or to provide them with supplies for their projects um, but it's that's another ongoing challenge because ideally, what we'd like to do is not just be running off of sole volunteers. I would like to have a couple of days off sometimes, yeah, or at least know that a few days a week. Uh, because the way that it works right now is is if we don't have people that are able to run things in the in the back end, it's I'm the one that's responsible. Right. So that's 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 a certain or 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 chris but that's that's a that's a certain amount of pressure that i'd like to alleviate in time
0: (laughs) yeah i can imagine that's really tough given the nature of the the 24 7 trying to keep it smoothly running So so
1: that's the i i think that's something people don't understand about maker deck is that it 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 is run by humans so when someone pops into Streamyard, someone does bring them in if someone's in chat asking a question we're either trying to answer their question or find someone who can help them out. It's, it is like, that's, that's, that's the, uh the nature of the, of the animal that is maker deck. So
0: I got a sense of that and maybe because I run a channel, you know, and I understand kind of to a degree how you are all making things happen on the behind the scenes. But yeah, I think your average user May not realize that this isn't on rails, right? Like there, there has to be yeah. someone making sure <laughs> I wish. that, right? Yeah, there has to be someone making sure that people are getting yeah. brought on, et cetera, et cetera. Answering anything that's being asked of, uh, yeah, it it's definitely quite the it's quite the undertaking when you when you think about it because someone always has to be at the wheel for the most part to make sure things are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With with that in mind, uh how does that inform a lot of the content that you and Chris and everyone else involved uh plan for the channel? Like how do you how, how do you make sure that everything is uh covered, I guess, as well as when you look at what you can do on the channel because I know there're special things that pop up from time to time. How do you? How does that influence the choices made?
1: I think what we've done for now, uh, which is really interesting, is we're start we're we're doing maker deck content on our own channels as well. So, for example, if I do an interview, um, I just did an interview with Pooch of Repcord. He makes the RepRacks and also lots of other products and stuff. So, I did an interview with him on my channel. And that's published on the MakerDuck YouTube channel. Uh, we have, of course, as I mentioned, Z, where we tack, we usually do 3D printing content specifically um, that is under the MakerDeck banner. So what content we produce, if it's if it's a um, a produced show, um, I edit that material and that goes on the MakerDuck YouTube channel. So we're building up to have have all of that uh, grow from there. Uh, Chris has shared. He's gone into the Maker Deck Discord and shared people's uh, show and tell makes on his channel. Uh, he also has Maker Deck as one of the panels on his channel when he's when he's running his channel. So that's sort of how we've we've worked with those sorts of things. And now what we're going to be doing a lot more of, aside from these um, one-on-one interviews and and these shows off of Maker Deck is we are bringing back more of the conversations and things during during the stream. So we're experimenting with that again. But one of the reasons that I started streaming on my own is I was doing things like Coffee Talk or ZNZ directly on MakerDeck. And I'd be like, okay, it's been a half hour, it's been 45 minutes, I've talked enough. And they're like, oh, we want more Liz. Well, Liz, why aren't you streaming? Yeah, and so awesome. that that became a thing because um, I started working with Chris a decade ago. Yeah. I might've been in a couple of his vlogs. I may have, when we ran our events, of course, I was the person that coordinated all the talent and, and organized different things, but I didn't take the main stage and speak at all. I never did anything except I was on a collab channel once where I made a couple of, well, I made 40 videos, but they're all hidden now, <laughs> but that was me experimenting with um, making videos about things like shooting videos, not really with my face. So it's, that's been a major change in the last year or so. I think anyone that was like, I, I know a lot of people from Twitch cause I present in, you know, in chat in streams and things, but for me to become a face, that has been a huge change.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. How, how how was that for you? Kind of going from this aspect of, okay, I'm going to help manage. I'm going to do a lot of the behind the scenes work. I get to do all this to kind of shift more into, uh, I'm also a person in front of the camera. I'm also actively in front of the camera, in front of eyes, making the content. How is that for you?
1: At the beginning, absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't always have a lot of confidence in the last year. I've also like dropped a hundred pounds. That's like a result of stress and also exercise and things like that. I think that's helped a bit, Mm. but knowing that people are interested in what I have to share and say is, has been really interesting for me. Like I said, I was always behind the scenes and I was, I was always happy to be behind the scenes. So when I kept on seeing it, you know, I would do a coffee talk on maker deck and they say, don't stop. I'm thinking, do you don't want me to stop? So I had a lot of people encourage me and say, yeah, you should be streaming. You should do, you should try something on your own. Uh, that's when I, we started ZNZ um, and, and and doing that. And then I guess five months ago yeah, I started, I was just like, oh, I need to learn OBS. Yeah. So I'm going to, I may as well stream on Twitch. And the first day, like 35 people showed up. i like, what? Wow. <laughs> you people actually want to watch me? And they actually <laughs> are interested <laughs> in what I have to say? And yeah. and you know, so, um, yeah. And so I just went right in from there. I still don't really have a set schedule because it does depend on what's going on with MakerDeck, what's going on, you know, just in my my general life and stuff, but right. uh, it's, it's, it has been interesting to go from yeah, behind the scenes to in front of a camera and, and a microphone.
0: Yeah. You said early on, it was definitely nerve wracking, scary. Uh, and now that you've gained some experience and time and some perspective, how are you feeling now at this point of your your like journey of doing it being being in the content as well
1: every day I am still very flattered and grateful for people's support and and I I know that I have things to share I know that there's you know I have interesting things to talk about but I'm still in sort of like a little like a a, a phase of of these people actually are, you know, <laughs> I, so now, now I do feel um, the responsibility to have decent content and to plan ahead and to make sure that um, I'm not just streaming for the sake of streaming except for Friday nights. Cause then I, I just, sort of play DJ Liz and play music and we talk about whatever we want to talk about. And there's no vods for that because of course the copyright strikes on the music and stuff. But aside from that, I try to have some structure to what I'm doing and, uh, and think about how I would want to view something, how I would like to consume that, the content that I'm making. So yeah, that's, that's sort of changed.
0: That's certainly it, it sounds like it's more intentional what you're trying to do when you sit down to do a stream or plan for a stream. How, yeah. <laughs> how has that been trying to like make sure like, oh, I need to have, have an idea of going into this next stream? How has kind of that shift for you changed the content uh, in general and how has that felt for you?
1: I think I'm still doing similar content. Um, one thing that I, I have to stop doing, which is, I, I always talk about how the sausage is made. Right. So I say, Oh, I'm going to open, I I have to try this thing in OBS and that I'm doing this and I'm opening up that. So I have to stop over, you know, that's one thing that I I've learned and, and sort of just, just let things happen, let things Mm. flow because I was, I I think one advantage that I, that I have over a lot of a lot of people that are starting out streaming is I have modded for a lot of people. I mean, I've modded. And also I was managed the comments with uh, with Chris Perillo's YouTube channels for years. So I have that experience with, you know, someone coming in and saying something rude, um, learning how to deal with personalities and, and those sorts of things in chat. If there was a spam bot, for example, or something, you know, something that happens, I just, I know how to roll with it. That gives me an advantage because I am very social online and I've watched a lot of streams. I've been able to pick up from what I really enjoy about other streamers. Um, I'll never be a pan Fred Nudo when it comes to reading chat. Right. I'll never have the the absolute enthusiasm that Zach Rutledge has when it comes to... (laughs) a hype train or, uh, even just, you know, uh, some of the sound alerts and things like that. But I've picked up on those sorts of things and, and made them my own, which, which is, which is, I think a really good advantage to someone who might just start out green. Um, I have that, that sort of experience, but you really do have to make it your own. You can't just like put on sunglasses and be dancing around. That's someone else's thing. You can't use the same, the same commands and you can't, you know, so uh, finding my own original ways and taking the feedback from my audience too. Like I just started uh, a new, I have to actually, I haven't set it up yet, but there's a new redeem because people are like, you're Pez Liz, where's the Pez? And I realized (laughs) I didn't even have a Pez dispenser around. So I now have a Pez dispenser. So there'll be, there's a hydrate redeem, there'll be a Pez redeem. So I have to make sure I always have, you know, Pez candy in stock. But there's things like that where you have to sort of, you pick up on on people's suggestions. Um, And another fun thing that I'll be able to start doing soon for a channel redemption, which no one else will be able to do, once this, I'm building, I got, I I am beta testing and also beta building a 3D printer that prints chocolate. Oh, that's amazing. Cocoa Press. So one of my redemptions will be, people will get to choose something that I 3d print in chocolate. Oh. So uh, that'll be, that'll be really fun. That'll be one of, that'll be something that pretty much only I'll, I'll be doing at least at the beginning.
0: That is cool. It's, it's
1: still being built. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work and I'm getting a lot of help, help, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Like I'm at the stage where this is the heater. This is a, for, sorry, sorry, podcast people. You'll have to imagine this. This is a tube of chocolate. This is a tube of chocolate that gets melted and extruded. And so I could make, you know, a teddy bear out of, out of chocolate. So this is, this is really fun. It's, this is cutting edge of 3d printing for sure. Yeah. Um, But building it from scratch, like all of the different components, that's definitely a way that I'm challenging myself. Like I said, when we do Z and Z, it's usually Austin is like building a printer or working on something and talking like in depth about bed leveling or something, you know, whatever it is, clipperizing every single printer that he has. These are terms that I, even now I'm like, okay, clipper's a program that helps you print things. But don't ask me. Sure. Um, but I'm usually like, this is a really neat model or this is what this is, you know, this is something that's going on. So this is a new challenge for me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun it's, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that, that aspect as well. Learning. That's really,
0: yeah, that's really cool. Y- you're definitely not afraid to try all of these new things, jump into things that you're still like, like we were saying earlier, kind of cutting edge, right? You're like looking at the newest things that are out there. Has there ever been, like what, what kind of moments that you have had where you're like man should I have should i be should I even be trying this? Have you ever had any moments where you've kind of w- doubted or wondered about whether you should be uh doing the thing that you're doing in that moment?
1: Oh, every other day in three d printing mm-hmm. I have like major imposter syndrome and also they they may say there's no there's no crying in three d printing. Oh, I have cried all the tears. Mm. <laughs> so you know, you invest in a printer and it's just not working. I found out that it was like the the motherboard for the printer needed to be replaced. So that had to be sent to me from Europe. So I had to wait, you know, a week or so without a printer. there's, yeah, there's there's every day is a learning curve. so uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's challenging. But I think, the thing that I really like to do with, with my content or actually something I've learned the hard way is, uh, I was dealing with replacing the hot end of this printer and there were people that came in chat and said, why don't you just get this to replace it? And I'm like, that is a $200 replacement for a printer. I've already spent close to $1,500 on. And that's not in my budget. And it's that's the kind of thing I, I'm sure people who do Lego and stuff, you're like, you should get this set. And it's like, as content creators, you're like, yes, I could get that set. But yeah. then I also need to pay my rent. And I also need to eat food. And I also yep. need to, you know, uh, I don't know, take the dog to the vet, whatever it is. So it's, it's really interesting balancing the, the suggestions and expectations. I guess the other thing is accepting generosity. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's not just like as a streamer in general not not 3d printing but um right. yeah we have an event at the end of this month the east coast rap rap festival it's mm. in bel-air maryland i live in montreal mm. it's not you know a hop skip and a jump to get there and also to to be there so i was trying to figure out how to uh, get sponsorships. Uh, So I did get a few different sponsors that were able to help me with my trip. And then I was like, I'm still coming up short. I'm either going to have to, you know, I'm already good. I will be investing some of my own money because being at these events is important. Someone suggested, why don't you put a a goal on your stream? And I said, oh, I I couldn't ask people, but (laughs) I I did. I put it up there and um, I got it in a week and a half. So that to me is still something that I, I struggle with in my head, accepting generosity. <laughs> there's hype trains, there's all sorts of things, you know, there's people that, you know, subscribe to people. But for me, I always wonder how am I going to pay these people back? And then someone's like, no, you don't have to pay people back. They're supporting you. So that's, that's something that I've, yeah, that's, that's something very new about of course, being more public, that's, right? That's been interesting for me.
0: Yeah, that's definitely I think something that creators can certainly struggle with is being okay with the support. Right, there are people in the community that want to help, or you know, get get you the things that you need to continue to make the content, as well as you know, nurture the community and and yeah. Do all the do, do all the things that that we do, and uh, I myself am in that same kind of realm of like I have a hard time saying, yeah, I could use the help here, or yeah, you know, someone offers to to give me something or get me a Lego set or do something like that. I'm kind of very uh, it it's taken a long time for me to even, um, you know, using like the throne system, the wishlist system, right? Like it, for a very long time, I was very <laughs> like, I guess I'll put it up there, but I really didn't put anything on it at first. And then, you know, uh, at some point the community was like, no, we want to do these things because of the time that you spend making the content. And it's, it's definitely tough. What kind of, what, What would you tell someone who's struggling with that same concept um, of accepting that kind of support or help?
1: Um, I think you have to sort of, you find a balance. Uh, Someone might offer you the world or, uh, you know, actually, for example, I wanted to do a baking stream and I, uh, long story short, I moved very suddenly. And um, didn't have everything that I used to have. And I realized, oh, I don't have baking sheets. How can I do a baking stream when I don't have a rolling pin? I don't have, I can 3D print cookie cutters, you know, I can do all those sorts of things. But, right. Um, and someone said, put it on your wish list. They're like, put the darn thing on your wish list. So being able to accept that type of generosity um, and, and I think. That's, yeah, that's something um, you just have to listen to people. Uh, I think the other thing is you find other ways to give back and that's produce the content with, with what someone has provided you with. So if a filament company very generously sends me filament, then I am going to print something with their filament and, and share what I printed, whether it's on, you know, social media or in my streams you you find ways to um yeah you find ways to do that and also you give back because if someone uh in your community suggests something then you might roll with it or you you know you 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 find you find ways to give back and for some people they just want to be nice and and do good things with with the earth trip um i'm going to be producing content at the event i'm going to stream live from the event um and also record some content and and share that and make sure that i'm sharing my experience with people that aren't going to the event so that's you know that's how i'm going to to give back but yeah for people that uh, yeah for people that have audiences that want them to that want to help them out or want to do things for them you just have to learn how to accept it um, and I think the other thing is to not ever expect it. I've seen people say, Oh, it's my, I don't want to say it today. Cause today was Zach's birthday and we celebrated Zach's birthday. Yeah, but yeah. I, some people that might not have um, a very big audience or whatever they say, it's my birthday today. And like, they might get a level one hype train because people weren't aware of it or um, or someone, you know, someone's, Uh, hoping to get to uh, get to a certain goal to make affiliate or whatever, you can't expect things. There is an interesting culture I find um, where people, uh, and it's something that, that I've searched there there are people that create content that expect certain things. And, and also there are people that are in the audience that expect certain things like uh, I know there are people that stream and if there's not a giveaway some people will be like, hi, bye, (laughs) you know? So there's, a really, it's, it's something that I struggle with because, um, you want to retain your audience. You want to reward your audience. You want to, I said, like, I'm a people pleaser. You want to keep people happy that that set of expectations don't ever expect it. Um, just be really honored and flattered by it. And, um, give back in whatever way you can.
0: I really appreciate those points. And I think that's something that uh, every creator should consider given, should you have the generosity of those in in your channels and communities. Uh, I I, I really want to underscore, yeah, that never expect it. But I, I really don't hear this often. What you just said there is like, you know, give back, right? Give back in a in, in the way that you can, right? And then generally speaking, as the content creators, is make the content or you know, do something, right? That that kind of honors that generosity. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's a wonderful outlook. And and quite frankly, I don't hear enough of that uh in this space. So thank you for pointing. Uh, that out, I think that's such a good point. Um, I find myself in kind of the same the same boat as you still in terms of like the, <laughs> trying to accept it and trying to honor that as well. In terms of we we've talked a lot about the things that you enjoy sharing on on your stream. Are there particular things that you have yet to do or uh, particular types of content that you want to make that you, you are working towards that you'd like to, you know, as like a, a goal, say, here's what I would like to produce. Is, are there things on your, uh, in your, ahead of you that you're looking to do?
1: Um, I started doing some interviews and not just interviews with makers, but I have friends that are in the creative space yeah, uh, for example, one of my first interviews I did was with my friend, Matt Philly, um, who's actually not creating he's most most of his content right now is Disney vlogs with his girlfriend. Uh, he used to do a lot more other stuff. So we we just sort of did a, um, a hangout chit chat sort of uh, sort of stream. I love introducing I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm a connector. So I love introducing people to other people. Twitch is great because you raid into a stream, you talk to people and stuff like that. But I want to bring people into, I'd love to bring more people into Twitch, but also um, as as you do, uh, you know, uh, introduce different types of, of, of creators to each other. I yeah. think that's a way for people to, to learn and grow. Uh, because if you're stuck in the same if you're stuck in the same category all the time, if people who um, love building 3D printers only talk to people that love building 3D printers, um, if people that build Lego only talk to people that build Lego, um, then, you know, you, you lose that. You you lose the opportunity to bring new audiences to people. You lose the opportunity to, um, to learn. Uh, One thing that, Uh, my friend, I've mentioned Matt Philly, he's very good at doing is getting brand deals. Mm -hmm. And that's actually something that I'd really love to introduce to this space because I was able to work with uh, Chris and I were able to work with people that um, are huge on YouTube and huge, you know, people that are huge in, in uh, that, the space of sponsorships and, and things like that. I'd love to do more of that in, um, in my content and uh, and see see more of that. So uh, uh, different forms of educating the audience aside from just the the general topic. Right. Um, a lot of people don't realize that a sponsorship. You might receive something, um, whether it's a Lego set or spool of filament or or whatever. That is a, a real sponsorship. Actually puts food on the table. It might be food on the table, you know, hello, fresh, (laughs) whatever, but a real sponsorship can actually help you, um, help you grow, help you purchase equipment that you need and help you pay your rent and things like that. So I'd love to do more of that in, in, in my space. Um, and yeah, so other types of other types of people, um, the sponsorship types of things, And the other thing that I really want to do a lot more of is, um, uh, working within the space and introducing people again to, to other people. So, um, last weekend I had all in, you know, all, all these grand plans to do a hangout stream where I had three or four different, um, creators lined up and then, you know, something with life happened and, and whatever else, and then someone was sick Addy Wazzy got COVID. (laughs) So, you know, it was everything changed, but I want to do more of that too. And that's sort of introducing people to each other um, in my space and also giving my audience some, some new people to get their eyeballs on. I love, I love connecting people and I love, I love sharing what people are doing. So that's, I want to keep doing more of that
0: those are wonderful ideas i'm totally on board i love it i think that um i think that's all gonna be wonderful to see more of those things and uh i i definitely agree with that in terms of like getting getting more uh people but not just within specifically you know in your case say 3d printing but like like you know just like what we do here we don't just talk to lego people we love our lego people but we want to expand and kind of introduce these other these other creators from other places because i think it it keeps it interesting it keeps it enriching and we can share we can still share ideas and concepts across all of those those groups so uh i support it i think that's wonderful uh, what kind of challenges do you think uh you, you're going to face by trying to do that. You kind of touched a little bit on it, right, in terms of life just happening, but mm-hmm. what kind of other things make this a little harder to accomplish?
1: Twitch is still very strange to a lot of people. And um I think that's one of the biggest things is explaining that no, Twitch is here and it's 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 still here and it's not just gaming and it's it's not, you know, it's it's not just uh um, you know, silly things. We do a lot of silly things, but, um, so bringing people into Twitch, I have, uh, encountered a lot of people that work in the, uh, crater economy and not many of them have tackled Twitch yet. So that's my, my big thing is to say to them, I want, I want you to take, take a little while and maybe invest some time in investigating what Twitch is. So that's, 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 I think that's going to be that's going to be a challenge. And time, time yeah. is always a challenge. The week gets away from you. Uh, you've got different commitments that you have to make and, and making sure that um, you work within that. Like I said, I'm a people pleaser. It's still a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> um, just making sure that, that I also give myself some time to, uh, to not be online. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, It's important. It's definitely important to take a step back and recharge or be just even have a little distance from from the things that we look at every day. Right. Definitely. There's
1: a there's a lot of FOMO. There's a lot of fear of missing out on things, especially when, you know, Twitch is running all the time. And um, for a while, I, you know, I, I I do have like a set. You know, I go to bed at a certain time now and I started I, I for a while I was feeling really bad that I wasn't in different streams. And so finding that balance, that's been that's been interesting. Also, I think anyone that is a content creator, you find that the more that you make content, the less you consume content. And I don't want to be one of those people. I I really like the connections that that are made um, through twitch and through all the different um, you know forms of social media related to both 3d printing and and the the maker and crafter space that's something that I I sort of um, find I'm finding a balance with
0: it's tough and and definitely I run into that myself uh, the question of like okay I want to make content but I also want to be involved with the other streams that are happening at a particular time or you know but and it's tough where I'll sit down to edit a video and then one of my one of my favorite streams goes on uh online and I'm like oh no what do I do right do I do I delay my my editing time or do I actually hunker down and ignore twitch for a couple hours right so it's tough
1: I also yeah I had to stop myself from saying I can't stream because so and so is streaming right now I was doing that a lot too I felt that I was taking up space when I first started streaming, there was a little bit of a reaction from some people and I was Uh. really surprised. There were people that were really supportive, but other people that were, well, she's taking up this time and space. And it was, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was an interesting reaction, but that sort of, that sort of leveled out. And I think I had to stop (laughs) worrying about what other people might be thinking and just do my own thing
0: absolutely and I, i i definitely would love to echo that because it's very difficult to be a streamer knowing that especially like in your case you're very involved in all the existing streams that are out there you want to you want to be involved so then how do you how do you make while being there for the other things like you can't be in two places at once? It makes it really difficult. I, I for a very long time struggled with that when I joined the Lego community. Uh, and and sometimes I still catch myself stopping. I'm like, oh, man, there's this cool thing going on. Right. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was going to go online and do do my own thing. Right. And it makes it it makes it tough. But you are absolutely correct. The, you know, you got to got to do your own thing. You gotta, you know, you especially the, as you build your community up and you build your content. There's that whole, not expectation, but that, yeah, like it. You, you are also providing your content and as in your service out there to everyone, and yeah. it makes it it makes it tough when you know that you also want to be on Twitch watching it. So, yeah,
1: I was also really surprised um, that being a female in the space. Why do I say surprised? Okay. When I started with 3d printing, everyone made me feel that I was very capable of what I was doing. They had faith in that. I would be able to fix the printer. No one ever mentioned you're a girl. You can do it now being a female face in the space. um, It's a, there are some different reactions. So uh, it's, it's, That's also a challenge. And I really want, I would like to have like 10,000 more of me in the space. Not, not me. Oh, please. No, but (laughs) you know, I'd like to have a lot more, a lot more women um, in 3d printing. I still go to events and there's not as many women as I would like to see there. Um, We still get comments. Like the one that I really dislike is I need to 3d print a wife. It's like, Oh my God, you know, you, you just, that joke is so dated that's so old it's not welcoming it makes people like it just it makes me feel gross
2: yeah
1: um i i did not have the good fortune of having um i had i had a great i had a couple great math and science teachers but they never made me feel passionate about about that so i see 3d printing as part of um of the whole stem steam uh 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 environment that I'm really excited that kids are actually learning about in school and that, um, Darth Gollum's in, in, chat Chad, actually, he's, he's an educator that I've actually talked to. And, um, I, he said that, you know, he has female students, that the interesting thing that he has actually is they are involved in the extracurricular STEM and STEAM activities, but not always taking the classes. Mm. So, i i want to see i want to see more women in this space where it doesn't where i don't have to be the one that they have to think about that i'm I'm a female they just think about me making my content
2: yeah
1: i've had comments like i'm flirting with people in chat and i'm like i'm just talking to someone in chat if someone comes into chat and i get really excited it's probably because they're my friend and i'm like wow my friend is you know so that that's been yeah it's been that's been an interesting thing yeah other women uh need to uh need to um support other women in in the space too as much as possible and that's also interesting it's i I was i was involved in politics before and i saw a lot of the same things it's just it's it's i don't know i find it interesting and then without saying too much. Yeah, I just think that we need to make especially anything in technology and and three uh, D printing, you need to make people feel welcome. People won't have to guard what they're saying, but you know, you you see a lot of the same people. I mean, I joke that in three D printing I have all these dads because yeah. <laughs> that is the majority of people. These are all these are all men that have made me feel welcome, have made me feel capable, have empowered me, have supported me in all different ways. But they are, there's a lot of dads in 3D printing. So I think it'd be cool. Uh, we do have a couple moms in 3D printing.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: you've got Sith Lord Brit, you've got Royal Nomi, you've got uh, um, Subsector 3D, you've got, you know, like I, I can name pe- those are people that that have streamed and everything. But I'd love to see more of those. I, I would love to see more people, more women that just geek out on some of this stuff. Like, imagine a feet. Well, no, I don't want to imagine a female zombie hedgehog. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd, I'd love to see more of that. And um, another thing, I think that you would agree in this space. Uh, I think Lego is actually one that has more people of of color and more people of different, you know, yeah. different backgrounds. I think that's that's actually something I really really enjoy. Um, with Maker Deck, we can't we can only see if people share the flag of their country or something like that. We don't know we don't know all the information about them. But if they do decide to stream, you know, then we find we should find ways to support them and encourage them because there is you know uh, an amount of um, especially if you're different from everyone else in the space. There are people that you know, can cause problems. So you support yeah. people as much as possible. Yeah. As long as they make really good content. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if right. Make, yeah, and if you're, if, and if they're not making the best content, then what you can do is uh, encourage them by giving them suggestions and, and, uh, and helping them in, in those ways too.
0: So Ab- absolutely. And thank you for pointing that out because uh, I, I agree that, you know, the, the, the space in tech and these hobbies uh, makes it really tough to represent more people and uh, yeah I mean you called out in the Lego community uh, we actually do happen to have some some, some fair representation in terms of uh, women and people of color uh, I love that I I try to uplift those voices as much as I can to kind of make sure that people know. Right. And, and thank you for speaking to that, especially in how it relates to the content that you are doing and the the hobbies that interest you, because I, I I feel that uh, these things, these things that we love and have so much fun with, like it, it's always good to make sure that people can see that there are people just like you Enjoying these things, right? And that's that's the part that uh, I really support. I really want to drive, and and definitely agree with you on. I think that if we can we can make that a more welcoming place. We always we should always strive to do that. So, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and you know, I, I didn't even think about that at least in context of Maker Deck, right? Because I'm only seeing. The act of like whatever's happening on screen, I don't know who it is that's doing the thing, and that sometimes, like, yeah, I actually never thought about like the like the representation within the the 3D printing community even specifically because I haven't really, you know, when I do look at Maker Deck, I only see the things that are being made in real time. So that's yes. that's such an interesting point absolutely
1: well it's it's funny because there's one person i'm not going to mention their name but they said that they were making things for a nursing home and so i thought this is probably some some like i don't know just some man that's some guy that's doing stuff like i knew that it was a guy and then one day i saw them reach to their printer and they have a sleeve of tattoos on their arm i'm like what? Right. I'm like you're making things for a nursing home, and you've got a whole sleeve of tattoos. Like I like that's the kind of like I said I, what really motivates me every single day to get up and do stuff with Maker Deck and to do that is 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 people and and their stories, and um, I, I'm always fascinated. I'm always fascinated, and there's people that come in and they you know they tell us what's going on in in their lives and they they share those sorts of things, and that's what I that's what I really enjoy not just the things that they're making, but, but people and their their stories. I think that's, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what motivates me.
0: That's awesome. And I, I applaud you. I support you. I uh, try to do the same in the space that I'm in. And I'm so glad that, that we get to talk about this right now. Um, you talked about, you know, uh, content and briefly the quality of content, you know, if people are making good things out of curiosity, for you when you're looking at content, whether it be a Twitch stream or a YouTube video or th- anything in, that, in these spaces, what for you makes good content? What kind of things do you gravitate to when you're trying to watch a video or a stream? Uh, what, what really stands out to you?
1: Okay, what stands out to me? One, are you, are you teaching me something I, I don't already know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love to learn. I'm like big on on trivia and I'm big on like I I just like to have have a a great base knowledge of things. If you're if you're live streaming, how engaging are you with with your audience? You know, do, are you paying attention to those you know, those sorts of things? How do you manage when, you know, we've got all sorts of fun things that happen like people come in and trauma dump or tell us like the celebrity died and stuff. How do you manage that type of thing? Yeah, am I learning? How do you how do you manage that sort of thing? How how do you engage? Do I leave your stream because I'm bored or because I have a meeting to do? Or you know, are you holding my attention? Are you keeping me? Are you keeping me in? There's other people. That's actually another category is, can I fall asleep to you? It's, <laughs> it's funny enough. Like I said. You are my, your podcast is one of my bedtime stories. I set a timer, so a 30 (laughs) minute timer, but I listen, So I will listen to the same podcast probably like 20 times. I'm not finished (laughs) director chronic yet or chronic, sorry. Not director chronic. I should remember that. I'm not, I haven't finished that podcast because I've fallen asleep so many times. (laughs) Zombie hedgehog is someone that when he's streaming late, I love it. I leave it on and, uh, and you know, he's talking, you know, I, I know that people are engaging in chat and things are going on and, and I will fall asleep to that. So there's different levels of like, what, what type of entertaining. And then I guess the, the other thing I would say is uh, yeah. Do I, do I want to return to you and what, what are you doing to make me return to you? And the last thing is, um, there are people that are amazing content creators, uh, they, they produce great things, but what do they do to enhance and, and, and spotlight and, and work with other people? That's the beauty of Twitch, I think, is that, that we do rate out. You know, uh, most streams you rate out to another stream, so you're introducing your audience to new people, you're introducing those, you know, the person that's streaming to, to new people. I love that. I don't always see that in other other content, uh, the people that succeed on YouTube, the people that succeed with their TikToks and all that sort of social media, they do engage with other people. They do collaborate. I mean, your your this this whole podcast is about you know it's a it's a giant collaboration. Yeah. But I think that that's very important. I think that's where some people don't see. Um, there are people that you know you might um, something might happen a spark where people are suddenly interested in you. Um, if you find that your content's ever getting stale, if you're not sure what you want to talk about, think about having someone else involved in your stream. My first month of streams, I actually had friends in my ear. I had friends that were on, on Discord. And sometimes if I was using OBS, I could put them on the stream just as their voice. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of times, oh, this is my producer because I froze. I didn't know what I was doing, but that sort of, that even that type of collaboration, it can enhance the stream. So, don't ever assume that what you're doing is right just because there's the same number of people or a little increasing number of people. Don't be um, don't be afraid to to collaborate and um, and yeah, learn from other people and what they may have to they might have to share. So,
0: I really appreciate that, and I think I think the whole collaboration uh, especially early on if you're trying to seek ways to uh, have something interesting going on on your stream or you're just trying to kind of feel it out and figure out where where you are and how you want to produce that content I think that's a great tip in terms of like have someone in your ear or bring them on if they're comfortable being on the stream with you uh, I think I would have fared better in my early days as a creator if I had stopped to think about that or caught that tip as well, which is funny because right I look at all the content I do, a lot of it's collaborative now, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's certainly you know out of out of the interest of of learning so much about new people and sharing their stories, but uh, you know quite frankly it's also just interesting it's just, I mean for for yeah. for audiences and it's it's always I think you can't building in someone or multiple people into into the into the stream or the video can generally make it better the, you know so yeah. Uh, I do see a question in the chat from Tech Cheaper. Uh Is there one thing you wish you knew that when you first started streaming that you later figured out?
1: I think i touched on this a little bit. Yeah. I, I was talking a lot about how the sausage is made. I would say, I'm struggling with this mic. I don't know about this lighting. I wasn't confident enough in, in those sorts of things. And I didn't realize that most people don't see those things. So that was that, that form of confidence or that, that hesitance, that nervousness um, I shared by over explaining. <laughs> I, I still remember I did a cooking stream and when I, when I bake, I like to wash my hands. I don't like flour and I was rolling out cookies. So of course you're like doing all, all sorts of things, but I always said, I'm going to go over here and wash my hands. And I think after like the 16th time I said it, um, I got a message from from zombie hedgehog. He's like, don't you don't have to tell people you're washing your hands. You know, you know? <laughs> like he, you know he said that. But I I over explained what I was doing. Um, and then the other thing I did that I didn't realize is there were things that I under explained. Mm. So if I was doing a demonstration of something, I say I just clicked here, here and here but not realizing that I have to say, you have to save this. You have to, um, you know, you've, this is how, this is how you paint on supports. You press the, and if you want to erase it, you press the, not, I'm just going to erase this. I'd have to right. you have to press the shift button and and whatever. So there were things like that. So it was the balance of over explaining the behind the scenes and uh, under explaining what I was actually doing.
0: Yeah. Do you find yourself like as you as you are streaming or making something, uh, how does that affect your thoughts or inner monologue when you're when you're going to say something? Does that now pass through a filter in terms of like before it gets said?
1: I do more planning ahead of time, especially for Z and Z. We used to say, oh, we're going to do a show about filament colors, whatever, or types of filament. And so I just, I make a general list. Now we actually have a production meeting where we sometimes will take two weeks to do a specific episode because we don't have the all the information. We script some of it out. So I do put a little more thought, um, not that I'm just gonna do this topic. The other thing that I do for my own streams is I make a list of five things I wanna talk about and sometimes I double that because sometimes you can start a stream and you only do one of those things. Other times you can do a stream and you run through the list within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And do you recycle that content? Uh, you know, keep, you know, as new people come in uh, it's, it's, it's finding that balance. But I think that planning has really helped me feel more confident what I'm doing and not have to, not have to do those things where I'm explaining, Oh, Oh, sorry about my light today. Or I don't understand how to do this. You know, I, I just sort of let it go. And like I said, sometimes I just do streams where I'm like, there's no VOD today. Let's say whatever we, <laughs> you know, let's just yeah. do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking music requests, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, and, yeah. and sometimes it's the best streams. So that's, that's just, that's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. The planning seems to seems to help a lot. Definitely, I find for me too. Even just jotting down, like you like you do, the list of things that I want to hit on, or just like, here's the stuff that I want to bring up today. uh, And then you know, I glance over at it, or um, sometimes it's just like on a notepad uh, file on my window, on my second window there, ready to go. But it does help keep the focus. Much like you, I do find that. I try to keep that those those comments out. The how the sausage is made comments. I end up. I, I mean, I, we all do it. I think all of us who stream. I I definitely found myself more conscientious about it over the last couple of years too, where it, yeah, like saying oh I need to I need to fix this light or I need to do this thing and I really you know the, the chat doesn't need to know or like you know I well, I don't need to narrate narrate it.
1: <laughs> I'm also Canadian. I'm also yeah. Canadian, so I say sorry a lot. <laughs> I say sorry so much that there is a sorry. Uh, there's a sorry emote, and also there is a sorry count <laughs> in my streams. Yep, so I've
2: seen them. That, I love that. That is a thing. <laughs> I do.
1: I, I do that a lot. Yeah, and I also there's you know just like anyone else, I have little phrases that I say. Oh, there we go. I you know I say things like that. So there yep. are those sorts of things. So that's the other thing that I just had to sort of realize. Okay accept it accept it yeah. I, I have to accept it for me and people who are watching me have to accept it too <laughs> so <laughs> I am gonna say sorry. i'm gonna say sorry i that's that's just who i am yeah so, you know oh i say holy ha- yes i do not i do not curse on streams but i've also just i i that's just who i am i say holy hat i say uh um what else do i say i don't say oh my lanta that's (laughs) other people say that i say holy Hat" a lot i say uh heavens to betsy (laughs) like i just you know so people are like okay grandma thanks (laughs) thanks thanks for your but you know those are those are just things that and i just accept it i accept it it's the same as uh me dropping things i'm always gonna drop something i just accept it now i'm like okay well it's been zero streams since I dropped some. I haven't dropped anything today yet. Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah. But the, having a good sense of humor and 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 uh, yeah. I oh, the other thing I had to learn was I move a lot, in my own streams. There were people actually yesterday. I was talking about maple syrup, and I wanted to explain that maple syrup, we you know, it comes in a bottle, but we also can buy it in a can. So I got up. I used to get my mods to capogen so people wouldn't see me getting up (laughs) yesterday i'm like why don't don't i just move my camera so people don't have to see me getting i mean i'm wearing pants i am wearing pants but it was just like i felt it was an invasion of privacy and you know sometimes people make comments and whatever so i was like oh these are things that you learn as you go along it's like okay yeah i don't have to i do I don't do a be right back screen. I, when I first started out, I had like all these different things done in OBS and I'm like, I don't need a be right back screen. Yeah, I, I will make sure that I have the other mic on people hear me walking to my kitchen and I talk to them and I, t- I have a small apartment. So, you know, just chit chat all the way there and back. And if I do a filament swap, I just do, you know, I just, those are things that I've I've sort of learned to do, but uh, yeah. that's, that's something I had to yeah, deal with. I don't always say, okay, you know, this is crashing, or I don't know how to do this. I just yeah. just let it go now.
0: I definitely think that's something that a lot of us still need, like, get to get used to. It's certainly a thing that... Because I think at one at one point, I think some creators don't talk enough. And then we... If you stick with it and you get used to it, definitely that's standard operating procedures. You want to be talking not completely continuously, but you want to be able to carry the stream by continuing to say something. And then you start filling it in with those little things that you're doing in real time as well as wanting to explain to chat what you're doing in in that time. And I've I've caught myself doing those sort of things, right? Where I'm like, oh, let me adjust this. Oh, I need to move this thing over here. And then, uh, you know, as I either I'm editing an episode of crossing the streams or I happen to catch a clip or a VOD of something. I catch myself saying those things. And I'm like, no one cares. No one cares. But like, I mean, not that they don't care, but you know, that, that is very not important compared to the other things you could yeah. be doing and or saying in that moment. So that's such a wonderful point. And I actually don't think we ever have covered that on this show. So thank you for bringing that's that up. I
1: do it way too much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I do it too. So this this has been just an in, incredible talk. I I really just want to thank you for your time and your your energy for everything you do on Twitch for the for uh the 3D printing community as a whole and the makers and crafters. It's just you do so much, and I want to take the time to to thank you and recognize you for that and, and all the work that you put into Maker Deck alongside all those other, other wonderful people like Chris Perlow and everyone on that team that does what you do on a regular daily basis, as you pointed out, keeping the thing running. Uh, just thank you. Thank you for doing that, Liz. You are an incredible... Uh, creator, collaborator, and just I think a, a fundamental part of of not just three D printing but the makers and crafters community. So uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for that.
1: You. I, I I'm very I'm still very honored and flattered and and appreciate everybody's support because I did you know I was just someone behind the scenes and I sort of came from out of nowhere in in some ways. And um I also really appreciate that people have given me the space and and time to learn because, you know, I'm human and I make mistakes and um especially after the, the year I had, if you know, like that's a story for another day, but after the year I had to, to have the amount of support and and um also people that, you know, reach out behind the you know uh, you know, in between times and stuff like that. Um I'm, yeah, I'm, I feel very, uh, cared for and, um, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm very encouraged by, by everybody's support.
0: Excellent. As always, I leave it to the guests to close out the show. So should there be any final words, advice, wisdom, or just whatever you'd like to say in the final moments of this epi- episode for those watching or listening, Liz, uh, I'm going to hand it to you. Uh, thank you once yeah. again. <laughs> and, uh, it's all yours.
1: All right. Well, uh, as I say, uh, I've been starting to say this a lot more because life happens to everybody a lot. Um, I think it's very important that people uh, share what brings them joy uh, that you allow other people to uh, to enjoy what they're enjoying and embrace what they're enjoying, um, and uh, and just make people uh, see the best in in um, in what happens in the course of the day. Life happens, uh, but uh, yeah, find try to find little little sparks of joy uh, in in whatever it is that that you're doing and creating, and even. It's, even if it's just one moment of your day, because <laughs> life, life just comes crashing down sometimes. So just, just find, just find some joy and, uh, yeah. And, and also, uh, don't forget to tell people that you are, uh, you are grateful and also don't forget to tell people that you love them.